0: Hopefully, I don't fuck it up. Yo, what's going on, everybody? It's your boy Gavin, a.k.a. Gavo, a.k.a. Whatever you feel like calling me. But as always, if you see me in the streets, you better speak. I don't play that mess. Um, No disrespect. Don't disrespect me when you come up. But shake my hand. Because if you don't and you DM me later saying, hey, I saw you, I'm going to block you. So let's keep that out there. Um, Before I get into the special guests, because you're only here because of the special guests. I understand that. I accept that. But, you know, I need you to do me a favor. Go on Instagram. Follow the Paid and Exposure Podcast. Go on Facebook, Paid and Exposure Podcast. We have a secret group. The Illuminati is on there. Anonymous runs it all. It's nothing but photographers. We talk business. We talk uh we critique each other's work. We talk about equipment. All that. No more pie. It's all in the description below. Please go through and look at all this and read it and join. But that's me ranting. That's I'm done now. So I have a special guest. Um, we was talking about it a little bit off air, and I definitely didn't think this guy actually existed. I just thought it was like some machine out there putting out dope work, cause he, it was only like a bear as a as the logo. And I'm like, nah he don't exist. I ain't seen no picture of him. I ain't seen no, he wasn't on his story as much as he is now. And I was just really just shocked because I'm like, yo, this dude does not exist. But I need to everybody, I need everybody to listen, pay attention because it's gonna be special. I gotta welcome Mr. Ted Wimbush. What's good, bro? What's
1: happening, man? I'm glad to be here. <laughs> Me too, man. Um,
0: I'm definitely glad that you're here because this is a long time coming. Mm-hmm. And we've been, we've been for the last couple months. We've been talking about different stuff, talking about meeting up, talking about seeing each other. And we ran into each other yesterday. Yep. You was going to a shoot. I was leaving a shoot, and I was like, yo. He was mad cool. You was across the parking lot. You came over, you spoke. I was like, I ain't, he ain't as bad as, as anything, man. But um, how you been, bro?
1: I've been pretty good, man. You know, just trying to get ready for this trip and uh, you know, stay focused.
0: Talk you know? l- hold on, you can't run by. So for so people <laughs> don't know first of all, where are you originally from?
1: I'm originally from Virginia, a small town of Virginia called Martinsville.
0: Martinsville. That's yes. on the way up to uh Greensboro. You got it. there's signs for Martinsville. yeah. Yep. My wife from Clover. Oh, okay. South Boston. Yeah. yeah. There's no black people up there. At all. She's yeah. the only Puerto Rican family I yeah. saw up there. And I'm...
1: the black people that are there are like
0: Pentecostal. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Clap your hands, stomp your feet. Hey, the yeah. Kirk Franklin's, man. Yeah. So you
0: from there. Um, We always ask every photographer, what do you shoot with?
1: 5D Mark III. Okay. That's my, it's my baby.
0: That's your baby? That's my baby. What were you shooting with before that? Before my
1: 5D Mark III,
0: I had a... I assume it was a crop sensor.
1: No, I actually had a Nikon D600. That was okay. my first full frame. Interesting.
0: Nikon. So, yeah. hold on. Well, we ain't never had nobody to do this. So, <laughs> how did you go? Why? What made you switch? Well, how I started this? with Sony. Okay. I
1: had a Sony A6000. Look at this guy. Then, I wanted a full frame camera. Okay. Actually, that camera got stolen out of my car. Okay. But, salute to Charlotte, by the way, for me I remember when that. you posted yeah. that. I started that GoFundMe. They got me that camera back in. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, Sony, then I went to the Nikon. Had okay. the Nikon for like a year. Then I shot with a Canon. One of my friends had a Canon. I was like, yo, skin tones. Yeah. I got to have it. You got to have, have it. So I went to the 5D Mark III, and I haven't looked back since. So thinking about getting that 6D Mark II as an add-on.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, as a backup camera? Yeah, as a
1: backup camera. But 5D Mark III still where it's at.
0: You know? um, the only thing, my problem with the 6D mm-hmm. is the screen is too small. Yeah. I like I like big screens, yeah. but that's just a whole other thing. But... All right. Cool. So <laughs> it, I always ask people that question because it's different from shooting on a crop sensor to a full frame. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it makes a huge, huge like difference that you have to like kill yourself over. But if you could upgrade, I always encourage people, you know, get you some lenses, then go ahead and hop over there. So, all right. Let's talk about your journey, because now that I'm thinking about it, the first time I was near you, this is and this is going to sound crazy. You were shooting at a club that was right beside the Western Hotel. Um, what was? It used to be like Club Ice, then it was Club Crush, and then it yeah, was like yeah. you were shooting in there one night. Yeah. And the only reason why, because I'll tell you, I thought you was a machine, mm-hmm. and I didn't know what you looked like. And I saw this dude walk around with a camera, but I was like, I didn't think nothing of it. I was just sitting there hanging out. And if I can co- recall correctly, bro, this is probably like four years ago. Yeah, because I was. Years it was my cousin's yeah. birthday, and I just remember that night. Everybody had posted every picture you seemed like you took that night. You had like this red flare over it. <laughs> it was like super dope. And I was like, yo, he doing this because I saw him out in the club. So yeah. tell me your journey because I'm assuming you probably don't be at clubs anymore taking pictures. No, never. never. It, somebody asked me yesterday. Nova, who you saw me with yesterday, mm-hmm. she said, why don't I shoot at clubs anymore? Explain mm-hmm. to people why you don't shoot at clubs anymore.
1: Uh, I mean, I think it's because I don't have that same, like, young energy I had back then. Like, back then, I was, I was ready, like, I, the club was, I was going to club, too. Yeah. Like, I was still having a good time while I was shooting. Now, it's just kind of, like, I know the workload I'm going to have when I get home. You know, it's not, you know, back then, I had the energy for that. Now, I got, like, more responsibilities. I feel like. Absolutely. Me going to the club and taking pictures and still drinking and having a good time, is just not in my, it's not in my, not in my world no more.
0: For me, it was, um. I just got tired of getting bumped into walking through the club trying to get a picture. Yeah, that too. And then yeah. you want to have fun. Yeah. And then you can't because you're trying to remember to work, and then you're you are having fun. It's just so much. And then people don't want to start fighting and acting crazy. You like, oh, yeah. I, I got to dip. Like, yeah. And you, like you said earlier, you know how Charlotte, you know how Charlotte is. So yeah. it is what it is. So all right, tell me about this journey, man. You, when did, how did you end it up, how did you end up picking up a camera?
1: So. It's a crazy story. And okay. it goes back to the club situation. <laughs> okay. So in college, when I first went to college, I was a club promoter. Okay. I was like recruited to be some crazy freshman college promoter okay. early on because I my social I always had that social media presence. Yeah. But they was like, We need him, he know how to party. But I didn't have him touch a camera yet. Yeah. So um I ended up, like, you know, that's when the iPhone 4 first came out. I was like 2012. Yeah. Everybody wanted the fresh pictures, the clean pictures. Dude, exactly. Like, my friends would literally come across campus to my dorm for me to take their picture on the phone. That's crazy. And they was like, yo, yo, I don't know what it is, but you, your picture is like you need to, you know. Then So one day, the guy who was uh, living next door to us actually had a camera. And mm-hmm. I was like, yo, let me try it out. You know what I'm saying? Let me, let me test it out yeah. for a little bit. So, I went around campus, started shooting. Next thing I know, people that hit me up for graduation pictures. Yeah. It's like I'm actually getting paid as yeah. a freshman <laughs> to take pictures of people. Yeah. Those graduation pictures compared to what I'm doing now. Yeah. It was like, that was my first step. So mm-hmm. then I put so much focus into photography that I completely stopped going to class. Like, I was just <laughs> literally just living on campus and just taking pictures every day. So, after that, I ended up dropping out. Of okay. <laughs> um, Came back home, my parents were like, you know, what are you going to do? I'm yeah. Like, well, I'm going to go get a warehouse job. Yeah. So I went and got a warehouse job, got my first apartment. Uh-huh. Um. But I still had this club mentality. Like, yeah. I still wanted to be in the club. Yeah. <laughs> well, so I took a, my first couple of checks, and I bought a camera. Okay. And um, I was actually friends with a guy in Charlotte named Milan Hightower. Okay. He was actually friends, and um, he invited me to come out and start partying. Yeah. And taking pictures at the party. So yeah. I'm like, okay, this sounds like right up my alley right here. Yeah. You know, I was a promoter, you know, and now I'm able to take pictures. So started taking pictures in the club. And when we talk about, like, the journey as far as me being able to have that present, yeah. that presence, like you said, the flares and all that. Like, yeah. bro, I used to, like, that was my promotion. And yeah. I, anybody that asked me today, like, bro, how can I, you know, get my name out? How can I, bro, I was everywhere back in the day with my camera. But that's when I had the energy to do that. Now... Yeah. I'm getting a little older, I want to be a little bit more incognito with it. Absolutely. You know, so I don't want to be just out and about and, you know, you know, but people got their ways of moving about it, but I don't think, you know, going out, going out sometimes is cool. Yeah. But I don't think, like, that should be your main focus when it comes to networking. You know what Mm. I'm saying? Like, especially with the the power that's in social media. You should be able to reach out to people and just set up a meeting with them and network. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? What
0: social media changed photography and you know this because when we first started doing photography, a lot of people had it's like older people that had studios, right? Like mm-hmm. Portrait Innovations was they had the whole game locked up, <laughs> yeah. right? And then this social media thing hit and now people didn't want to be in studios anymore. Mm-hmm. People you were able to take them out anywhere. Yeah. You able you were actually able to rent a studio and get the same thing at a cheaper price. So like social media definitely changed the game there. So what was it <clears throat> was it the graduation shoot for you or was it another shoot? where you were like this is what this the game changed for me at this point.
1: I think it was the club. I think it was the just in the club. The club yes. like I met so many people and like yeah. that that brought so many like shoots outside of the club. Like I was yeah. actually like the next day I I might meet a girl or a group of friends in the club and the next day I'm shooting all of them for whatever they got going on whether yeah. it's social media and back then people wasn't as like millennial as they is now, yeah, that's true. Like, so it was just people was just shooting, just to shoot. But I was cool with that because Instagram was just a. Back then, Instagram was like, it was crazy. Like, it was, it it was wild. 2012, 2013, it was reckless. It was, it was crazy. There was no algorithms. There was no. Nah, it 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 was just you know it was up there. So let's
0: speak on that right quick. Yeah, and I just let everybody know I was making notes before this podcast started, and I just said, stop it. Let's just go off the head (laughs) on this one. So. Instagram was at a point now, um, it was at a point where it was just free. It was open. Mm-hmm. The biggest thing you had to worry about was you had to guess when your friends were going to be online so you could post then. Yeah. But other than that, it was just freely just think. What What is your biggest problem with Instagram?
1: Now is it's like, of course, with the Bedouin type of work, it's yeah. shadow banning. Like, Absolutely. You can literally, like, somebody try to search your name and they got to type in your whole name to find you. That's yeah. when you know you're shadow banned. Yeah. Um, the algorithm—it doesn't make sense for a post to be up on somebody's timeline for twenty-four hours just because it got more engagement. Yeah, you got people that got less followers. It has a lot of talent. Super like, talented. I feel like they need to go back to the old, you know, the old back, the old uh, algorithm. Because the one now is just—it's not.
0: My problem with Instagram, same problem I have with Facebook. Mm. Um, they let big business dictate oh, yeah. like how, what really works for their company. They don't realize like. All right, big business, they supply so much money, but they only, like, 30% of your actual users, yeah. right? And then, like, people like us, we like the way it used to be. Um, and it worked, you know. I look at stuff now. I be seeing people's stuff man. I be liking stuff from four mm-hmm. days ago. I'm looking like that freaking creeper that's on yeah. there. And then it's like, all right, then then it's getting there. And it's like, if I don't have enough engagement in the first hour, then mm-hmm. nobody's ever going to see this post. So it, like, sucks. Um, all right, let's talk about something else, man. And people got to know we got to we got we already gonna dip into this um oh yeah we're going there early so (laughs) the last couple let's say last couple um year last year or so it's been things with these photographers they keep getting in trouble yes and you brung up that you do boudoir um i dabble in boudoir from time to time uh we can talk about that but one thing i notice in boudoir you always first of all what is um you have a girl, I got a wife. Mm-hmm. How often do people come up to you and ask you how comfortable <laughs> is your significant other about all, who are? The time, and all the time? What is your response back to them?
1: Well for me it's 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 uh I mean she's a model. she understands. Uh-huh. And when we met, of course, I was already doing it, and it's like, <laughs> thank you. So, you know what I'm saying that's that's it, And then I mean we're a relationship, this is my business. It's nothing in the mix so yeah talk about these photographers we about to talk about <laughs> we don't mix that it's not a mix yeah so it's like this is my work this is my wife this is my girlfriend absolutely like, so it's just a it's a fine line between it you know what i'm saying so like it doesn't it doesn't mix like.
0: for, for me i always notice it's the photographer who knows that uh his his girl is going to tell him hell no that always ask that question mm-hmm. um for me it's funny because like like you said um my wife, when she was my girl, she knew what I was doing before I met her. And yeah. I was like, yo, you see what I'm doing. If you're not comfortable, we need to talk about this mm-hmm. now. But if you are, I'm going to keep doing it. And so what steps do you take personally? Not, and we'll give models advice in a little bit. But what steps do you take to make sure that, one, you're safe and that you're put in a position where nobody feels violated or uh, uncomfortable?
1: I think communication is like... The biggest thing. For me, I like to communicate a lot with the models before we even shoot. Okay. Ooh. Um Just to kind of get to know them a little bit, mm-hmm. and, like, in the aspect of, like, what they're going to be the most comfortable shooting. That okay. way, when they get there, they're feeling motivated, they confident, confident yeah. on skin. Um, and just having that, that line of professionalism on set kind of lets gives a model like that, that comfortable feeling, because I've heard experiences where... A photographer might not be used to shooting that type of content, and Mm -hmm. they're all like fidgety on set. Like, they're all weird and like quiet and fidgety, (laughs) and you know, when you do those, when you give those type of gestures out, the model can definitely feel uncomfortable. You know what I'm saying? And um, I think that's that's one of the things as far as being safe. That's still a hard one for me. Like, if if me, as far as me being safe, because sometimes I have to shoot in clients' homes, yeah, and I never know if I don't communicate with the model, I won't know like her intention of the shoot. Okay. That might be to get back at her ex boyfriend. Yeah. That might be back to get it might be to get at her husband that's actually still living with her. Yeah. I've had situations where the guy comes home Yeah. <laughs> and he doesn't know what's going on. He's like, what is this? Yeah. You know, it's just like that's not a safe environment to be put it's in at all. all. You know, I'm in your house,
0: your your, your woman's wife... half dressed right here. Yeah.
1: You know, but most of the time, they go back to the back room, talk it out, you
0: know? and it's all yeah. good. Yeah, I
1: um, <laughs> I've had a couple situations where I'm like, I'm just gonna get up out of here because yeah, I'm a I'm a professional, you know. What I'm saying?
0: Bro, I had a um, I had a model one time, right, and I tell everybody the story because she definitely has me blocked. I don't know why, cause I didn't I didn't do nothing to her, but we're gonna get there. <laughs> so, shoot this model, and she wants to build her portfolio, mm-hmm. and we was at the studio Silvercraft or yeah, when it was thirty nine whatever mm-hmm. back in the day. So we're there. And um, she's just doing regular shoots. And so she has this leather jacket and she's wearing nothing under it. So I'm like, all right. So her phone's going off and it's her man. He's like, oh, I'm outside. I'm, up, I'm coming up. And so we let her in. I shake his hand, whatever. We go back to shooting. Well, my thing with all models is like, hey, if your nipple pops out, we the shot either is going to get erased, not, not used, mm-hmm. or if you really like it, I will Photoshop it out. Yeah. Cool. She knew this. Mm-hmm. Her man didn't. So... I could feel dude breathing on my neck every time her nipple was popping out. <laughs> and so I just remember after the shoot I was like, yo, if he's uncomfortable, we need to do another outfit because I now I can see you're uncomfortable. And she yeah. was like, yeah, let's switch outfits. So we did another shoot and she was just like, yo, he cannot be here because he made me so uncomfortable last time. And I told her I was like, and I told her some at the end of our shoot. I said, look here, you need to figure out this is what you want. Mhm. And if your man is comfortable with you doing this, because yeah. if he's not, then you don't need to be doing this type of content if he's that important. Or, you know, you got to figure out what's important. Yeah. And we figured out what was important because she still got my pictures up. But <laughs> some reason I got blocked. But I said, you know, it's all good. And um, she I actually ran into her and she was super nice. And I'm like, do you even know that you got me blocked? But that's a whole nother subject. But yeah, um, boyfriend probably did it. <laughs> yeah, I, I was I definitely saw that one coming. But um, <laughs> let me ask you this so we me and you both know we talked about this um and when it happened you were on your instagram Mm -hmm. talking about it heavy and you talked about these models who go to these situations they get themselves in situations and it's not them getting themselves in it let me clear that up for anybody that try to cuss me out yeah um they find themselves in situations where they've been violated or they're getting violated by a photographer um and you talked about on your story steps that models can take to avoid these situations. What are some tips that you think models can take?
1: Precautionary steps is like you you for one, if you can bring a friend, it's not gonna make you uncomfortable on set, knowing the type of content you're shooting, bring them along. Absolutely. Um and also if they're not gonna be disruptive to the photographer, bring them along. Yeah. Um another thing is with that situation that happened, yeah. so I'm gonna use that as an example. Like from my understanding they were shooting outside ended up going to his house yeah. and went upstairs to the bedroom to, yeah to proceed on the shoot yeah um that's completely normal but the the way it was done was just weird you know with the whole picture being on the phone and yeah all that yeah stuff so
0: it was sketchy <laughs> so once you
1: i feel like once you get those flags those red flags it's oh I gotta get up out of here. Yeah. Or you should be confronting the situation. Yeah. Not sticking around until something devastating happens to you. Yeah. Um, you know, there's a lot of red flags. You should be able to like these girls get they have to curve guys every day in the DMs. Absolutely. Y- y'all know red flags when y'all see them. Absolutely. Like, y'all y'all are more <laughs> connected with nature than men are. Yeah. Like, like by all means. So <laughs> like you should know when somebody's, you know, being awkward, you know, and and being weird. Um, not saying you should, because I don't want everybody to be like, well, what we're not experienced? You know what I'm saying? What yeah. Just take those precautionary measures, you know, bringing someone or, make, like, keeping that clear line of communication. If a photographer's not really communicating with you before the shoot, there's something a little off, you know. They should be excited just as well as you are about the shoot. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's pretty much it, man. It's this. It's just, it's actually just being present and, like... Noticing Just knowing, what's going yeah, on. noticing what's going on. Notice, notice that this world is crazy. You know, it, Absolutely. there is people out here like that, and you should always be on the watch for that. Don't necessarily put a wall up to where you're unapproachable, but make sure that you're, you know, being careful. You know, like it's the same thing as putting a seatbelt on when you get in the car.
0: Bro, I, I think what um, bothered me so much about that situation was it was like um, what bothered me not not during this that situation, but afterwards. And I saw so many women um, had been violated and didn't speak about it, and it kind of just bothered me because I'm like, man, um, a lot of those those ladies, I actually knew when they actually shot with him again, yeah, and was continuing. and so it was kind of like, and I know some uh, it's women out there saying, "Hey, I was scared, I was uncomfortable, I just wanted to forget about it." Um, and sometimes it takes somebody saying, all right, I gotta speak out, you know." And like you said, I always tell women whenever girls ask me. I always tell them. I said, "Go see if you can find reviews on this person. Mm-hmm. DM mm-hmm. a model that shot with him and say, hey, how was it?'" Yeah. Um, also, <clears throat> excuse me, if you're uncomfortable, say you're uncomfortable. Googled I've had their girls, name. huh? Google their name.
1: Google his name should have been googled before
0: Absolutely. he even started a business. Well, people, people, <laughs> um, people scared, man. People scared, and when I say yeah. people scared, people sometimes common sense just ain't common. No, it's not. And you know what may... Which blew my mind <clears throat> with that whole situation was, um, other photographers knew and we were warning women that we have shot with like, mm-hmm. Hey, take you a friend, be careful, yeah. you know? And I actually, one of my homegirls had, um, she, he had posted a picture of her and I DM'd her. I said, why didn't you tell me you shot with this person? Mm-hmm. She was like, yo, this happened way before everything went down. I said, cool. Was you good? She was like, well, you know, I bring my husband with me everywhere I go. I mm-hmm. said, cool. I said, because I would have gave you a heads up. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it's like that. And then we look at this Marcus High situation and, you know, with the DMs. And, you know, I was talking to a girl yesterday um, and she talked about that. That that type of language, that type of behavior has worked so much for that photographer. has worked before. Mm-hmm. They, they get so comfortable yeah. that they do that. Do, <laughs> let me ask you this: When now, when you DM people and you talk to people, are you more mindful of, more careful what you say, just so it can't be miscommunicated later?
1: Yeah, mine is completely like template. Like mine yeah. is already drawn up. Like everything I say to other people is are the same exact thing. It's already like pre-typed. Yeah. Like when people, most time, I'm just responding to people. You know, what I'm saying? so when I'm responding to people, um, it's a pretty much a base template. This is what this is how the shoot goes down. This is how you gonna get booked. This is yeah. this is how you reserve. That's it. As far as conversation after that, I try to get on the phone. I want to get on the phone with you. I don't Absolutely. Wanna, because looking at those messages, man, if I interpret it, I might be interpreting it wrong. Yeah. But she was still gonna go. Absolutely. After he asked for news. Absolutely. That's a red flag that I that I, <laughs> that, I, that, I that I'm like, how can you miss that? Like you know, how can you not think something can happen? You know, even if you did bring somebody with you... Yeah. He gave you a crazy red flag. You don't know what Mm he's going to use these pictures for. You don't know, like...
0: And, well, you know what it made me realize is, like... People do... And you know this. Mm -hmm. People do crazy shit for free pictures, bro. Yes. Bro, people are... And I I want everybody to know, whether you're a photographer or you're a model, you listen to this. People do crazy stuff for free pictures. Mm -hmm. Stuff that will blow your mind. Mm -hmm. Uh, They willing to do stuff. They willing to send stuff. They willing to they willing to go against their morals just so they can have a free picture, which yeah. is sad.
1: Yeah, it's be- very bad. It's, just, it's a sad situation. It's almost like, I mean, it's like guys, like we talked about this earlier, guys that fly girls out all the time, just different yeah. women, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, <laughs> girls treat photographers like that. Like, yeah. we, we be on the other side of that sometimes, and they just feel like, like, wow, like, that's crazy.
0: Yeah, we're going to get there. Yeah, um, yeah. Let's do this. Let's switch gears, because... I kind of wanted to bring you on to kind of talk about your journey and talk about how you went from, um, how you elevated and your clients elevated and how you had to elevate your standards. But before we get there, um, you have talked about, and I don't know if it's still true today, but you do mostly or all boudoir? Mm -hmm. Mostly, Okay, what made you switch to that gear?
1: I think it was, like, my attention to, like, details. Mm. I, I I think Bedoya is, like, my easiest piece of work. Really? Because fashion is just a little bit more complex for me. Okay. I feel like I like I like simple subjects. Like, I like to draw my attention straight to the subject. Mm. Like, I don't want to draw it to the clothes. I don't want to draw it to, like, anything else besides yeah. the person is standing right in front of the camera. So... That and then it's just for me, I'm s i am I pay attention so much to light that I don't have time to pay attention to like clothes and absolutely you know what I'm saying, accessories and stuff like that. And that work just it's just easier for me. It is easy. It's just way easier for me. If I was if I was to try to switch over to fashion, bro, I would be you know. <laughs> like my girlfriend wants to shoot fashion with me all the time. Like I'm not
0: a fashion photographer. Well, she's, she's talented. super talented. Yeah, she is. I'm she's like, super yeah, talented. I shot with her one time and then it was uh I still think probably this year. mm mm-hmm. It's still probably my most liked photo and i had yeah. reposted it and i was just like all right let me just repost this to see because i edit the same picture twice and i was just like people still love this shoot yeah. i actually had a girl last week wrote me and was like hey i want to shoot wherever you shot this at <laughs> i was like cool hit her sister up <laughs> have fun with that i'm like it's not gonna have to give it right. up so um big sis. so give me your opinion because people who know me i have this opinion that boudoir um the amount of money you can make is somewhat limited, right? Mm-hmm. Tell me how you feel because clearly you don't feel that way but clearly because you shoot it. Yeah. Um, and when I say I feel like there's a limited amount of money, let me go ahead and stake this. I feel like every man who wants to be a photographer, they want to see somebody naked. Yeah. Like the one, the homeboy on the street who's like, we what well, we just talked about, oh, I got me a new camera, right? They want yeah. to shoot somebody. I've had creeps in my DMs like, hey, bro, I'm trying to assist you on your next boudoir. Yeah. I'm like, that's no. impossible. I'm like yeah. that's absolutely yeah. no
1: and for a lot of people that's been DMing me and like asking to do BTS in my shoots, uh it's completely disrespectful to the model for me to let a stranger come to the shoot. Bro. I
0: absolutely can't I can't it's, do it. And so for me, I look at it and I tell guys, I'm like, Hey, you you're you're not realizing that if you really like photography, and it's most of the time they creeps. Yeah. So it's not that they're yeah. photographers. them, I tell myself if you're trying to get a photographers. Um, in my experience, the um, the expenses for the shoot is more than the the actual income, yeah. because not not necessarily um, the expenses more. It's just so much more than let's say a fashion shoot yeah. or a graduation shoot or whatever. Mm-hmm. But what's your take on it in a, in the money aspect of it?
1: The money aspect for me, see, I, I shoot a lot of bedoirs that I don't post. So, like, the money aspect. I imagine. Yeah.
0: <laughs> because I do. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I but, have stuff that I can't show people. Yeah, it can't. Because it's clients. It,
1: yeah, it's clients. So, <laughs> and they, and it's like I've shot up to almost 50 years old clients. Yeah. Like, so, like, what I, where I think the money comes from is if you're able to shoot it in a way that it it can be framed or it can mm-hmm. be printed or... Uh, it can be meaningful, like a lot of Badur clients come to me. That's 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 probably the reason another reason I'm switching to Badur, too, is because I finally found like meaningfulness in the photography aspect. Got you. Of it. So, like, I'm finally getting testimonials, I'm finally getting like, oh my god, you know, I could look like this. I yeah, like both. So, once you start getting those, you're able to upsell those clients just keep coming back, absolutely, back and back and back. But, um, with with the pricing thing. I just charge a lot, like yeah. for the for the for the location, for the uh, the shoot, for the amount of looks. Like it's all Absolutely. just in this one big bundle, and yeah. I take my profit out of it. But I don't know why it it works for me. I don't yeah. know if it's the style that I should, like, a moody style. I don't know. Prices are not is. a creep. But yeah, <laughs> and there's not many Boudoir photographers in Charlotte that you know shoot like an edgy. Like mine is like I always try to tell myself like it's not. The most classy photos, yeah. But it's also not at all the most raunchy photos. Absolutely. So it's like it's got like this mix. It's like this balance, and it's like lines that I don't cross when I'm shooting door And people want that little bit of edginess, yeah, but not too much. Not too you much. Know what I'm saying so. so
0: like. would that, um, so I guess that'll be my next question. How do you just describe your style? But mm-hmm. is that I think um what draws me to your photography, no BS, is literally like the editing, the colors, mm-hmm. and just the mood of the photo. Like, you could feel the mood. And I don't know if people understand that. Mm-hmm. If you if you don't already follow this man, I need you to do me a favor and go follow him. So, do that for me. So, Appreciate that. Um, you was once in a club. Mm-hmm. And then once, I'm, I'm assuming, just doing all types of photography. Mm-hmm. Then you moved into Boudoir. Then you started noticing that this is my niche. This is what I'm great at. This is what I'm killing at. Mm-hmm. Um, You lose clients along the way. Mm-hmm. Because you're you're making more money at this point, right? Yeah. So, you're making more money so people aren't people can't afford you because certain people are over there mm-hmm. at that time they're paying you more. Yeah. And so you're like, "Oh, let me up my prices." And you start losing. What? How did you learn to adjust to that?
1: Um, it's like a it's it's a it's a process because as soon as you do it, you will lose clients. Like, of absolutely. course, you will absolutely lose clients. Once <laughs> you raise your price, people going, you know. It's it's kind of like when you shoot for free and then you start charging all of a sudden. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like it's, it's one of those things. Like you have to bite that bullet and like just realize that like you doing this for like the long term. Like you're doing yeah. this for yourself. You ain't really doing it. I mean, of course you gotta do it for the clients too, but you're doing this to like elevate your career. Yeah. Like and honestly, when you elevate like when you raise your prices, you raise the quality of your clients. Absolutely. Like it will actually make you a better business person. Mm-hmm. because you'll Deal. You won't deal with certain things that you're used to dealing to dealing mm-hmm. with, and you will deal with new things that you're not used to dealing with. So yeah. like you'll you'll be able to adjust, and you'll be able to come, become like a different version of yourself mm-hmm. because you're being more way more professional with your paperwork. You're being way more professional on how you you know you go about things and how you uh, approach model situations, how you talk to people, your communication skills, everything. will just once you elevate your prices, everything else elevates. So it's just one of those things. Like when you first start off, probably the first two or three months. Yeah. You just got to go crazy. Find you like two or three muses. Yeah. And make people respect why you shoot, why you charge that much. Absolutely. Like, this is the type of pictures I'm taking right now. Yeah. When I when I raise my prices, it's only because I raised my talent. I, I I got deeper into my craft. So like, once you do that, I feel like that's a, that's like a, you know, that's that's a that's a gimme right there. You got oh. you gotta. You gotta elevate your prices at some point.
0: How do you go about finding models that you definitely want to work with? Is it all social media? Is it all just when you're out and about, or is it kind of like, do you kind of throw out fillers, or do you just see who's be DMing you? <laughs> it's a
1: little bit of all. A little yeah. Bit of all. <laughs> I um, I don't go out, and my girl gets on me about that all the time. <laughs> She's like, "You got to get out of this house. Like, you got to just stop. yeah." But I'm like, you know, how Benjamin Franklin and was back in the day. Yeah. Like they literally woke up. Work. Work. Benjamin Franklin had a glass of wine by noon. Yeah. And he was working all day. Yeah. Until he went to sleep. When he went to, I mean, till 6 o'clock. So from 5 to 12, he was working. 12 to 2, he read. Kept up on the latest studies. 2 to 6, he worked again. 6 to 10, he put things back in their place. And he spent time with his love. Yeah. And then from 10 to 5, he sleep. And he do that every single day. And this is the guy that's on a $100 bill. Yeah, so I gotta, I got <laughs> I gotta get a piece of that routine he got going on. But um, I think I don't know, man. You just gotta. It's it's, it's complicated. It like, is. It's, it's very complicated. Well, with models, you like you said, I can post on my story yeah. and people the like the power of social media. People like literally, you know, send it to other people. Hey, he's looking for models. I think you'd be a good candidate. Yeah. And all I'm gonna do is once I do. Send out those content messages, like looking for models and stuff. I already yeah. have a board put together, okay. so I know what I'm going for. I gotcha. send the board to the model. Are you comfortable doing this? Yeah. Okay, cool. Do you have outfits to to, to pull this off? Yeah. Okay, let's work. But for net, like here in Charlotte, I've been able to, you know, gratefully like get the models I needed yeah. you know, over time, and they just always down for whatever. They they don't care. Yeah. But out in Phoenix, of course, I'm gonna have to find a whole new, you know, batch of ladies to. So-
0: so let's talk about Phoenix, man. Yeah. You moving. You yes. said um I remember you had talked about last time we had talked, you was like, man, I'm I'm trying to get this move. Details should be coming soon. <laughs> and I said, man, congratulations to your thing. So now you moving. Yeah. What's up? Why why are you moving? I'm moving I feel <laughs> like <laughs>
1: Charlotte, I love Charlotte. I love it, I love it, I love it. But I've been in Charlotte for a very long time. Mm-hmm. And it's getting to the point where I'm shooting the same people over and over gotcha. again. Um, my clients... Another thing with elevating your prices, not to go back on that, but my clients are willing to come out to Phoenix yeah. and shoot. You know yeah. what I'm saying? like, So that's that's you know, I'm really grateful for that. Um, Phoenix is... A bigger city of course it's mm-hmm. huge like I think Phoenix is the fifth biggest city in the United States Charlotte is like number 17 yeah but that that alone just means a lot because I actually want to go out there and like fight for my name again I want to yeah. do that again like, yeah I want to go through that process again because I want to I don't know I'm just hungry right now I yeah I want to do that all over again yeah and I've been in Charlotte and it's a little too chill for me man it's too laid-back like I gotta yeah. I needed something a little bit more you know quicker uh huh. Phoenix is not too much quicker, but it's just a lot more people. It's a lot more opportunities, a lot more Absolutely. things. Absolutely.
0: And it don't rain.
1: And it don't rain. <laughs> a natural life photographer's dream, man. Like
0: for people that don't know, we're recording in Charlotte right now, and it was pouring <laughs> down when he showed up. I didn't already cancel two shoots, but I still got a consultation later today. But it it just happens, man. I don't. Um, what is your idea in shooting on gloomy days, like like a day like today? For people that don't know that it's uh, overcast, it's raining.
1: See this this type of weather will set a mood like yeah it's gonna set a vibe but sometimes this weather right here it'll create like these crazy dark shadows under the eyes yeah it's like you you'll find when you're shooting a model on her eyes will be like black unless you yeah. overexpose it and I don't shoot overexposed I like underexposed yeah so like so I can bring them you're not going to deep colors yeah yeah bring them colors up in post yeah but um. These days are good. Like if you just want like soft portraits, I don't know if you follow uh Michael uh, Gianelli. Micah
0: I don't, Gianelli. but I'm definitely about to look him up.
1: But she lives in like London, I think, look her up. and okay, they cool. shoot all overcast. Really, like their whole you, like you can tell it rains in it rains over there every day. Interesting. Um, but they definitely just have follow. like this this dope this dope vibe. But yeah, on rainy days it's pretty cool. But I'd rather shoot in the shade and sun.
0: She gotta use like a 85 millimeter. this junk. Yeah, it's too clean it's <laughs> bruh. it's too clean i got a question this is a personal question mm-hmm. but maybe somebody know you shoot with prime lenses right yep only prime. Lenses. tell you i've been following you for a long time so <laughs> um how do you manage to get the whole body in focus when you shooting with that prime do you use like one focus point or do you use multiples
1: i use that one and i recompose so okay. i always I always shoot with that, that center focal point. I never, yeah. like, use the top dots to the lower Okay. Dot. i focus on the face and tilt my camera down. But the key to that is staying on the same focal plane. Got like you. You, got, you can't, like, focus and then move over here and move over here. You yeah, You just yeah. got to focus and just tilt the camera down. And the face was still being focused. I just focus and re- recompose because, like, I don't know what it is. Like, shooting with a – if I had a mirrorless camera, Yeah. I would definitely shoot just – out of focus point. Yeah, but with the DSLRs, you kind of got to be a little bit more manual with your focus. Like. So
0: is <laughs> another question. that nobody way we plan on, what's your ideal with the mirrorless cameras? Like you,
1: I just wish they had. If they had some crazy, if they had better battery life, bro. I think that's the next yeah. step for them. Once they it get better, be. better battery life, that's gonna be good. And they haven't been out long enough for us to see the durability. Yeah, like my, I got my sure. can, my Canon five D Mark three came out in two thousand twelve. Uh huh. So like now. It's still, you know, my workhorse. Absolutely. It's like about to be a 10-year-old camera soon. So, like, nobody's been able to test and see how long these mirrorless cameras are actually going to last.
0: I like the idea, but I'm with you. Like, the battery and then...
1: Durability. You need a workhorse. Bro.
0: <laughs> I didn't drop my camera. Yeah. Um, I dropped my... So, I got a 5D Mark IV. I dropped that joint a month after I got it, and mm. I almost cried. Mm. Shout out to the Dreamville concert. Dropped it. And... um. It's still here. Yeah, it ain't going nowhere. That's it ain't a, going nowhere. Yeah. I have the 7D. I didn't have this joint since I was, since probably 2008. Mm-hmm. It works fine. Like, you know what I'm saying? So I'm going to see that. Um, All right, before we before we close out the podcast, we always ask one question. What is your exposure story? And why are you getting that story together? If you've made it this far, I want to thank you. Um <laughs> I know we was over here. We're going on every topic, but definitely want to thank you. Make sure you follow us on Instagram and Facebook. Um, sh- show us some love. If you do have an exposure story with somebody try to pay you an exposure or something ridiculous other than money, please DM it to us because I will repost it. I will blur out what, you, what needs to be blurred out. Um, but send it to me. So, Mr. Ted, mm-hmm. what is your paid in exposure or somebody trying to pay you in something other than money story?
1: Fly me out like I'm an Instagram model. <laughs> they want to fly me out to this foreign country and get me to take pictures of this beautiful location and all this stuff for free. Of course, they want to cover my flight and my accommodations. But yeah. Uh, the whole flown out thing. All inclusive. Everything's all inclusive. You get the food, you get the drinks, you know, all that stuff. But uh, that's just not, you know, I would rather just get paid a flat rate and yeah, then I'll get my own flight and Absolutely. all that. I'll factor that into the final cost. That's how business works. Like
0: Nothing's uh better than getting over there. A if you did or didn't get scammed. Let's go ahead and get that out the way. Right. But two, you getting over there and it's like, Oh, I flew you out here. You need to be waking up whenever I say, or you need to be here. <sighs> exactly. So <laughs> Bro Kind of vacation at this point. Bruh. I didn't get paid to be here. I just got flew out. <laughs> exactly, man. <laughs> First, um, man, thank you so much. You I appreciate up, you for coming on. Good luck in Arizona. I appreciate um, it, bro. Please put on some sunblock. We'll make sure you wear your hat because it's going to be hot, bro. It's going to be crazy. I bro. know you black. Hairline
1: hairline already received. Like, right. It's going to jack my <laughs> like.
0: Tell everybody where they can follow you and find you at, man.
1: You can find me on Instagram at Ted Wimbush. That's T-E-D-W-I-M as your mom, B-U-S-H. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: make sure you follow this guy go check out his website check out his work um like all his stuff and then um just can follow this man's journey because it's definitely gonna be dope and uh thank y'all for rocking with us